Jolly would have appreciated. There was Jolly's only surviving son, Uncle Carlson, and his wife. What was her name? Lona? Mona? Did it matter? Pandora saw them sitting stiff-backed and alert in matching shades of black. They made her think of crows on a telephone wire just waiting for something to fall at their feet. Cousin Ginger, sweet and pretty and harmless, if rather vacuous, Her hair was Jean Harlow blonde this month. Good old cousin Biff was there in his black Brooks Brothers suit. He sat back, one leg crossed over the other as if he were watching a polo match. Pandora was certain he wasn't missing a word. His wife, was it Lori? Had a prim, respectful look on her face. From experience, Pandora knew she wouldn't utter a word unless it were to echo Biff. Uncle Jolly had called her a silly, boring fool. Hating to be cynical, Pandora had to agree. There was Uncle Monroe looking plump and successful and smoking a big cigar, despite the fact that his sister, Patience, waved a little white handkerchief in front of her nose. Probably because of it, Pandora corrected. Uncle Monroe liked nothing better than to make his ineffectual sister uncomfortable. Cousin Hank looked macho and muscular, but hardly more than his tough athletic wife, Meg. They'd hiked the Appalachian Trail on their honeymoon. Uncle Jolly had wondered if they stretched and limbered up before lovemaking. The thought caused Pandora to giggle. She stifled it half-heartedly with the tissue just before her gaze wandered over to Cousin Michael. Or was it second Cousin Michael? She'd never been able to get the technical business straight. It seemed a bit foolish when you weren't talking blood relation anyway. His mother had been Uncle Jolly's niece by Jolly's son's second marriage. It was a complicated state of affairs, Pandora thought. But then Michael Donahue was a complicated man. They'd never gotten along, though she knew Uncle Jolly had favored him. As far as Pandora was concerned, Anyone who made his living writing a silly television series that kept people glued to a box rather than doing something worthwhile was a materialistic parasite. She had a momentary flash of pleasure as she remembered telling him just that. Then, of course, there were the women. When a man dated centerfolds and showgirls, it was obvious he wasn't interested in intellectual stimulation— Pandora smiled as she recalled stating her view quite clearly the last time Michael had visited Jolly's Folly. Uncle Jolly had nearly fallen off his chair laughing. Then her smile faded. Uncle Jolly was gone, and if she was honest, which she was often, she'd admit that of all the people in the room at that moment, Michael Donahue had cared for and enjoyed the old man more than anyone but herself. You'd hardly know that to look at him now, she mused. He looked disinterested and slightly arrogant. She noticed the set, grim line around his lips. Pandora had always considered Donahue's mouth his best feature, though he rarely smiled at her unless it was to bare his teeth and snarl. Uncle Jolly had liked his looks, and had told Pandora so in his early stages of matchmaking— a hobby she'd made sure he'd given up quickly. Well, he hadn't given it up precisely, but she'd ignored it all the same. Being rather short and round himself, perhaps Jolly had appreciated Donahue's long, lean frame and the narrow, intense face. 
Pandora might have liked it herself, except that Michael's eyes were often distant and detached. At the moment, he looked like one of the heroes in the action series he wrote, leaning negligently against the wall and looking just a bit out of place in the tidy suit and tie. His dark hair was casual and not altogether neat, as though he hadn't thought to comb it into place after riding with the top down. He looked bored and ready for action, any action. It was too bad, Pandora thought, that they didn't get along better. She'd have liked to have reminisced with someone about Uncle Jolly, someone who appreciated his whimsies as she had. There was no use thinking along those lines. If they'd elected to sit together, they'd have been picking little pieces out of each other by now. Uncle Jolly, smirking down from his portrait, knew it very well. With a half-sigh, she blew her nose again and tried to listen to Fitzhugh. There was something about a bequest to Wales.